0: Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website, Quipster.net. I thank you for listening. I hope that you check out my website and find over 3,800 of my written reviews. I've been writing film reviews since 1996, so you can check out all of my work there at that website, Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. It's a comedy R-rated because of crude sexual content language throughout, drug use, and some graphic nudity. The runtime is an hour and 38 minutes. The main stars are Zac Efron and Adam Devine. Sizable supporting roles go to Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick, Sugar Lynn Beard, Stephen Root, Sam Richardson, Alice Wetterland, and there are many other comedic actors that have smaller roles. The director is Jake Szymanski, and the screenplays by Andrew J. Cohen and Brendan O'Brien. Now, if you've seen your chair of raunchy comedies in the last... Oh, 15 years, I would say around the time that Judd Apatow came on the scene in order to start in films. You'll be well aware of the modern formula in comedy. There's no real script in place before the cameras start to roll. The director, the writers who are off to the side, the comedians, they're all doing takes over and over and over again. They riff and they riff and they riff a variety of funny things to say and do as they go along. Eventually, hours and hours and hours of footage get winnowed down. Into what is usually an uneven film that offers plenty of the best and funniest moments of the humor that made the final cut. The rest of the material usually will end up in the blooper reel at the end of the film or on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever in the special features where you see all of the things that got deleted. Whenever you see things like this, you know that the film was 90% improvised. They just had a basic premise of what they wanted to do in each scene. Actors are fed lines or they riff on the spot and everybody goes all out in to do the one thing that I guess people go into movies to experience, which are laughs. Whatever's going to draw the most laughs from the screening audience, the test audiences, etc., is what makes the final cut. And certainly Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates is the quintessential version of this kind of movie. Now, Adam Devine and Zach Efron, they're the stars. They play the Mike and Dave of the film's title, respectively. There are two... Very irresponsible party animals who've merely used all their family get-togethers as excuses to do such bro-y things like get drunk, they chase a lot of skirts around, and they invariably embarrass their families through their shenanigans and they end up causing more mayhem than mirth for everybody involved i guess their wedding crashers comparisons are so obvious that they're actually woven into the story as a reference for some of the characters during the movie because of the behavior of mike and dave during these events whether it's anniversaries or weddings or other get-togethers when it comes time for their sister genie's wedding in hawaii the family Makes it an absolute requirement during an intervention for Mike and Dave to bring dates along to hopefully keep their ids in check. Now, Mike and Dave can't just bring any dates, though. They have to be nice girls, and they have to meet the approval of their sister, her fiancé, and Mike and Dave's parents. So... You know, there's still a screening process involved. And not knowing any particularly nice girls that would fit this bill personally, Mike and Dave take to the internet to advertise an all expenses paid trip to Hawaii for any women who could fit the criteria of not only being respectable enough for their family to give their blessing to, but also attractive enough for these lusty young men to get them in the sack perhaps before the excursion is complete. After an extensive round of preliminary dates that don't really end up going very well, the ad understandably goes viral because it's kind of a clever and funny ad. Eventually, the boys settle on women who pretended to not be going for the contest, if you can call it that. Tatiana and Alice, played by Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick, respectively, they pretend to be good girls in order to score this vacation, but secretly, they are even more irresponsible hedonists than Mike and Dave have ever been. Occasional hilarity does ensue after that. The basic premise of the film, it turns out, is inspired by a couple of real-life brothers of the same name, Mike and Dave Stangolf. They come from a suburb of Albany in New York. They needed dates in order to attend the wedding of a cousin, and that resulted in a funny Craigslist ad for women to respond to that subsequently went viral and landed them on TV shows like The Today Show in order to talk about how their ad came about. This and some of their past humorous experiences in life resulted in them signing a book deal about their adventures, and that was published back in 2015. That book was also entitled Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates with the subtitle of And a Thousand Cocktails. Now, of course, comes a movie deal. Uh, Artistic liberties are taken outside of that premise. The rest of the family, the actual dates that are played by Plaza and Kendrick are completely fictionalized, whole cloth, for the comedic potential of the movie as well as the events that transpire that lead up to the date of the wedding. But I do think that the overall tongue in cheek vibe of the real-life Mike and Dave Stangle remain embedded in the storyline, even if it is played highly for silly yucks. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates as a movie. It does benefit from a very likable, talented cast. They have no problems going all in in order to do anything that's required of them to squeeze out laughs out of this premise that in and of itself really isn't rife with clever potential. I mean, it is kind of a dumb premise. It doesn't hold very much scrutiny if you really think about it because... You know, having an intervention to force these two bros, I guess literally and figuratively, to have dates to keep them from carousing and causing problems, it doesn't really make sense because... Their intention from the get-go is to corral with these dates. So they're just basically concentrating more on getting them in the sack before and perhaps even during the ceremony if they're interested and even if they're if they're not interested in the women that they end up choosing, they're just going to spend their time ignoring these women and getting themselves into the trouble that they always get into. So I don't really understand that part of it, but the movie tries to keep things going fast enough and to try to distract us on Enough occasions to make us not think too hard while it's going on. I don't think that most people are going to mind that it doesn't really hold weight unless they really want to think about it any harder than just, oh, that was a funny moment. Jake Szymanski, the director, he cut his teeth doing a lot of web shorts, you know, funny or die type stuff. He even did some skits for Saturday Night Live. I guess most famously, he directed the faux documentary, The Sports Doc, on HBO about tennis that featured Andy Samberg called Seven Days in Hell. This is his first feature film. I think he does an adequate job keeping all of the hijinks together, maybe because the entire film feels like a collection of short films all surrounding a centrally plotted theme, and since he manages to make a lot of comedic shorts, it's in that vein, the tone as a whole, as a movie, it does emerge a bit rocky from time to time. It's it's a bit hit or miss in terms of the material. Some segments are DOA on arrival, for instance. I mean, how many times are we going to see in a movie a scene that involves somebody having a microphone on them that they forgot to accidentally turn off, and they end up saying or doing something embarrassing while the mic is on that everybody can hear? So... You know, that gets put into this movie. There's a lot of examples like that in this movie of things that you've seen before, probably done a little bit better. You know, it's because it's a joke a second comedy, even though there are occasional lulls in terms of the funny business and some of it can seem a little bit mean spirited too. There are a lot of times in which the characters change, the scenery changes, the, the actors, so, you know, it doesn't bog down that much. You know, eventually it hits again with another funny moment and so, you know, the funny moments are spaced well enough that I don't think that you'll completely check out even if you don't find some of it very funny. Although much of the dialogue is obviously improvised, the screenplay is credited to a couple of people. The team of Andrew J. Cohen and Brendan O'Brien, they not surprisingly rose up out of the Judd Apatow camp to eventually write similar sketch-based ad-libbed comedies, specifically Neighbors, and most recently this year, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, Obviously, Zac Efron would be a natural choice because he's already worked with his team before in both Neighbors films. He does pretty well in those films, and everybody knows what they're going to get, and he fits in pretty well with their style. But even with that, he mostly takes a backseat in terms of the comedy to his co-star, Adam Devine, who seems to be channeling his inner Jack Black in the part. There are often times, if I close my eyes, I actually would see Jack Black because his voice, his inflections, and even if I open my eyes, a lot of the physical humor that he engages in is very Jack Black in terms of the way that it is delivered. Both men, despite being relatively amusing in the film, are persistently upstaged by the female comedic players in this film. Aubrey Plaza and Andrew Kendrick are funny enough playing the dates, you know, with Aubrey Plaza, you know what you're going to get because she's been playing a lot of this type of role in many of her films of late. And a Kendrick is playing, I guess some people might compare it to, you know, a Romean Michelle type, you know, kind of a ditzy woman who ends up, you know, a party girl, basically a stereotype. And Sugar Beard, who does a lot of voice work in cartoons and such, and Alice Wetterland, they play the Daffy Bride to be and the Predatory Bisexual Sister who has eyes to also score with the Aubrey Plaza character. They get some really funny moments within the course of the film. They end up being the probably the two more memorable characters that are not the main stars. You know, the, the movie just kind of stays above water with some good comedic performances here. As a film though, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I would say If I had to kind of narrow it down to what is it that I truly feel, I feel like it's watchable enough as a comedy. It does have a handful of solid chuckles. Maybe there are a dozen or so other amusing moments that are propelled by the quality of the comedic acting to keep most people in the audience who are seeking a funny party-type comedy properly engaged. However, on the other hand, I do think that the formula of the film is derivative of better comedies... Ones that have done it much better, especially in recent years. And there also does creep in from time to time this sense of desperation to the way that many scenes play out. They have to keep everything ratcheted up to maximum energy. Everybody is playing everything to a 10 on the scale in order to pave over the fact that there really isn't much of a story here to follow otherwise. So it's distraction, distraction, distraction. Everything but the kitchen sink is thrown in here to try to make you laugh. Even if it doesn't make sense within the course of the premise, it doesn't make sense within what we know about the characters. Everything is expendable. Whatever's just going to draw laughs from you is what's going to be in this movie. So while I do think that Many people in the audience will find it funny. I don't think that it is particularly memorable, and I don't think that it is particularly clever. So there's just a lot of little comedic beats here and there. So I can't really recommend it as a movie. I can recommend it for 90 minutes of, well, maybe you'll find a lot of it funny enough. But, you know, is that worth $10 or $15 or however much you pay for a film? I don't know. You know, if it's on Netflix and you can watch it for 10 minutes at a time, sure. You know, it'll keep you entertained for that. But sitting there and watching it as a movie, it's very hit and miss. I would say if you like fast-paced, vulgar comedies, this will provide that. If you're looking for something new or something novel beyond the occasional funny reference that one of the characters will make, or maybe a mean-spirited insult that gets lobbed that is so outrageous that it'll probably make you laugh nervously, you know, maybe you should seek entertainment elsewhere. This is definitely a raunchy comedy, devil may care in its approach. You know what you're getting into, I guess. So, you know, if you've seen the trailer, which gives away pretty much every plot beat that the film has not that it has a lot it's easy to see where it's going so and if you're a Zac Efron devotee all you need to know is that it is probably a step below neighbors and even a step below neighbors too but i do think it's a definite step up or maybe even a whole case of stairs up from dirty grandpa which also featured aubrey plaza in a similar role of a train wreck so if this reminds you of Dirty Grandpa, I would say, and if you thought that was funny, maybe this is the movie for you. I'm gonna give Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates two and a half stars out of four, and two and a half stars on my scale means that I can't quite recommend it. It does have enough tools, enough talent there to be a worthwhile film. Somehow it doesn't quite all come together. There are some laughs here, but I don't know if it justifies 98 minutes of your time to catch, you know, 10 or 15 minutes worth of good, funny moments. And I don't know that it's worth 10 bucks out of your pocket to see unless you want to go out with a group of friends, have a few drinks, have a good time. Maybe this will be the perfect choice, but for me as a movie, you know, that's not how I grade films. I don't grade films based on how well you're going to have fun with a few drinks in you and a few friends, even though I know that there are some people out there who see movies that way. So two and a half stars goes to Mike and Dave need wedding dates. A close call, but I can't quite give it my blessing, so hope that you enjoyed the review nonetheless. I do these reviews all throughout the year. You can catch them all by subscribing here, the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes and you've been listening a while and you want to support the show, I would say leave a review. That's the best way you can do so. It would help me out so much if you did. Also, don't forget, I do have a website where you can catch all of my previous work. If you want to see what I thought of any Judd Apatow film or Zach Efron film or Aubrey Plaza film, you can do so by reading anytime at my website, Clipster.net. qwipste is where to go.